our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. My name is Don Stott. I am a father who experienced estrangement from one of my adult children firsthand. Welcome to Beyond the Pain, a place where parents of estranged adult children can find peace and healing. In each episode, I hope to share stories that'll help you through some of your darkest hours. To bring this out of the shadows and stop being ashamed. Then to build you up and inspire you to love yourselves even more. I want to start by reminding you that I am not a therapist or a doctor. I'm just a guy who's been there and wants to help you have a life past our estranged children. If you need mental help coping with this or have thoughts of hurting yourself or someone else, please seek professional help. Hi guys, um, on today's show we're going to have uh, an estranged mom and grandma. Her name's uh, Norma, so without further ado, let's get Norma in here and we'll see, um, uh, we'll, we'll talk to her for a bit. Hi Norma, how are you doing today? Hello, I'm doing great, and yourself? Doing all right, doing all right. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you for coming on, you know, I know it's uh it's it's not a uh, not an easy subject to talk about, and you're putting yourself out there a little bit, being vulnerable. But I, I really think, as you expressed to me, that it it helps uh, someone else out there, and you never know what you're specifically going through might really spark someone. So so I appreciate it. So um, so I figure. <laughs> what's that? That's what you did. You encouraged me and inspired me. Oh, good. I'm, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Um, well, I figure we'll start and and we are having a little sync issue. So I, if I take a minute to answer or you do, we'll just uh, and I'll deal with that in post-production. But um, so if it looks weird, that's why sometimes that happens. Um, so I figure we'll start. Why don't you tell us a little bit about you? Like, you before kids came. Okay. Um, so that was a very short period because I did become pregnant at 14. Okay. Um, I had my first daughter when I was 15. And um, 
and in my Kassam, to not go into too much detail like, about my childhood, um, I did have a very traumatic, abusive uh, childhood. Okay. So, <clears throat> so yes, I became a mom at 15, and then um, I had my oldest daughter, and then I had my second daughter when I was 16. And then I was a single mom for a while. Yeah. And uh, I was a teenager, so I really didn't know a lot yeah. <laughs> of life. And unfortunately, I didn't really have the support that I needed um, for my family in regards to like mentoring or guiding or anything. Um, but I just kind of um, inherited this, uh, this mentality and attitude of it's you against the world. Uh, which helped me survive. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, but it, I became very, um, from being a very shy, no self-esteem, no confidence um, girl to feisty, um, defensive, uh, protective, guarded. Um, and it, it was, again, what helped me get through. Um, and so then um, I had my son um, a few years later. And that didn't work out, unfortunately. Um, and so then uh, I went through a lot of struggles with that, uh, with the uh, exchanging of dissertation, parenting and stuff. And his dad always brainwashed him from the age of two. So that was really hard. Because um, yeah. then I had to like come back and do like a, a cleaning or a refresh of him, of his little mind, um, that I did love him and care for him and everything. So then, um, that, so we divorced and uh, we were only married for like a year because it just, it was for the wrong reasons, but Understood. we ended up getting divorced and then I was, a single, I was a single mom again. So now with three kids and still a young adult uh, trying to figure it out, but pressing on, you know, um, there were some things that I promised um, the day that I was told I was pregnant, that my children would never go hungry, that they would never uh, lack a roof over their head, a hot meal and a warm shower. Yeah. And um, I did what I had to do to, to keep those promises. And so I went through a period where I was just so bitter and angry um, towards men in general because of all the struggles and stuff. Um, that I just kind of went through this phase of like, I don't want any relationships. I don't want anything to do with anybody. And, you know, lo and behold, like some years later, I met my husband. <laughs> so we have our youngest daughter who's, uh, just turned 24 actually. Oh, and, um, and so we've been married for 27 years. Um, and he raised all three of the, my previous children and um, they're his dad. Awesome. And they're his kids, and I'm super grateful for that. So, uh, in a nutshell. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so you said you had four kids, right? All together? Mm -hmm. oh, yes. Okay, cool. Um, so, mm -hmm. is there a, was there a time that you realized, like, with once they became adults and, and this was starting to happen, that, that you can look back and say, that's when it started anyway with estrangement correct yes yeah um no it was absolutely unexpected sudden abrupt uh 
basically shattered the entire family. All six of us with spouses, grandkids, oh. all involved. Um, uh, but but I, I do think that now that I'm in the light, I'm not in the darkness, um, I do realize that that there's a lot of times when we're young that we don't realize the pain and sorrow that we're carrying within us because we're young and we don't really make the time to uh, synchronize ourselves mentally, emotionally, or spiritually. And uh, I think that that's what triggered it with my youngest daughter, which it was so hard because she and I, inseparable mm-hmm. and uh, i'm i'm sure a lot of it had to do with the fact that she's the youngest and she saw a lot of the trials that we went through with her older siblings and yeah. she went through a lot with her siblings um so we were very very close dad myself and her um so i call it the stupid cookie situation okay <laughs> just to make light of it that's what i call it <laughs> I and my similar... daughter my second daughter and i have made yeah yeah. My second daughter and I have made a promise that we're never going to have the soft, chewy chocolate chip cookies because that's what started the whole chaos. Oh, my God. I was giving a cookie to my youngest granddaughter. Uh, she had just um, her two full grown teeth. And um, right. And I previously like I had it was like, like a lot of uh, missed signals. Like dad would say, oh, yeah, that's OK. Give her this. Oh, look at her expression. And then. My daughter would say, no, mom, don't give her this. And like, okay. And I'm, oh yeah, you can give her this. So it was a lot of like um, mixed signals, mixed messages yeah. as to, there was no clear boundaries and stuff. Um, so I gave, I gave the baby a cookie. She's, uh, she wasn't quite one yet. Yeah. Yeah. Like about eight, eight or nine, not eight or nine months, something like that. Um, but I was being super careful. I mean, I've had two older <laughs> grandkids already. And I taking care of them, but I mean, for crying out loud, I raised four children. Right. <laughs> but um, but that was right, and so that was the start of madness. Um, we had a family group chat because of COVID, because we couldn't visit each other, and we were like super good about communicating with each other, and you know, joking or making each other laugh or whatever. And so after that incident, she expressed to me that she felt um, disrespected, that I wasn't uh, respecting her boundaries or respecting her as a mom. Um, and I was just kind of like, what? Where is this coming from? Like, I've been your cheerleader. Like, you got this, mama. You're you're doing great. You're, you know, you're, uh, right. you're amazing and you're a trooper and all, all the encouragement. So she and her husband moved themselves from the chat and that really... Not it, I, I lost it because there was already like so many different other things that we were going through. Um, our at the time, our oldest daughter got married super quickly with her yeah. now husband. Um, it was a lot of stress with that, and uh, so I just I, I lost it. And I've taken full responsibility, Donald. I've, okay. I've apologized, I tried reaching out, I wrote, um, sent still send birthday gifts to her her husband the baby because birthdays to me have always been very special and to me it's like okay i understand if you don't want to talk to me but i'm still going to celebrate your birthday kind of but that made it worse right they're reaching out um so eventually uh she so i sent her a text message and i I've never been one to cuss at my kids because I find that it's very demeaning and I was raised like that. 
and I didn't want to raise the kids like that. Not to say that a bad right. word never slipped out, of course, you know. We're human. We're perfect. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. And uh, But my kids have never liked it. When I've gotten upset and I say, like, even stupid or idiot, like, not necessarily to them, but just like, Mom, don't talk like that. Goodness. <laughs> um, but I said... Uh, in my text message, I was very upset, and I said, um, motherhood is effing eff overrated, but I said the word, and the, right. I texted the word, and then in my anger, you know, sometimes our anger gets the best of us, unfortunately. Um, it does. I did say, um, I don't care. If, I said, I don't care if I never see you again. I don't care if you never, ever, ever talk to me again. Oh. Uh, I wish I could take that back. But, you know, here we are almost two years later. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, we haven't seen her. We haven't seen the grandbaby. And we haven't seen. So she unfortunately shared all of this that was going on between her and I with her eldest sister, which they're oh, like boy. this. So then she was like, uh, yeah, so she got involved. And I'm like, nobody's talking about you or to you, you know, like. Right. I didn't even say anything to to that, but it just became a mess, Donald. It became a mess. Um. Yeah. So then she showed the message to her brother, and her brother took offense to it, and then they stopped talking to me and my husband. Um. So we didn't see. So we haven't seen our son either, and his family for going on two years as well. Goodness. And um, it was hard, extremely yeah. hard. Um. So the, grand, the grandkids have their room here in our home. Um, I could not go in their room for like three months. I just yeah. couldn't because I would just have a panic attack and just lose it. And it's crazy. And so slowly but surely, my therapist helped me um, to get back on my feet emotionally because yeah. I was really distraught. And, and also finding your podcast because I was like desperate. I was desperate for help and for like healing from other people's experiences, even though in your mind, when you're going through something, you know, you're right. not the only one. Um, but just but hearing that's just that one thing is for me was just like, found but it totally, again, it, it helped me so much. And then, um, and then hearing from, like I said, from other people's stories on your podcast and that kind of, trickle to finding books of estrangement and um because i had never really heard of that i mean in our no. mexican culture yeah we like uh we kind of go like mia for a little bit oh like i was just mia you know right. uh, but i'm back <laughs> why are <Gotcha>. you crying because <laughs> i'm missing <laughs> but in in, in for, for us it's not like that like um we've always talked about things and we my husband and i have always made it a point to let our children know that they have a word, that they have a right. say, that they have an opinion, um, which in a way kind of backfired because they have too much of a say. <laughs> Going back to like the whole situation that happened in my heart and in my mind, I had already surrendered to the fact that I was never going to see my oldest child, my oldest daughter, because she and I have always clashed because we're very alike. Right. Um, and, and I just, I felt that, like, I felt like that assurance, like, I guess, like, surrender to guard my heart, in a way, um, 
and I'm very, my husband and I are very fond of her kids. She, they're the oldest grandkids, so we're very, very fond of them and they of us. And so I, it was better for me to just kind of shut it out. Like, oh yeah, I'm never going to see her again. I'm never going to see the grandkids yeah. again. Like, I need to move on and I need to focus on the youngest one and like, what do I do? And But uh, lo and behold, the oldest one is the one that reached out. And I was baffled. And is it she the, the one that it kind of started with? Out, or is, was it the youngest? No, it started with the youngest. Okay, okay. Yeah, it started with the youngest. It started with the youngest and um, it spiraled from there. But um, she, so my oldest daughter, uh, she's the one that reached out. And the way that she reached out, I was just kind of like, okay, this cannot be the youngest because it was from a different number right like no this is this can't be the oldest because she doesn't talk to me like that like humble loving compassionate uh acknowledging i was like no surely this is not her wow <laughs> so i took a minute and I, I told my husband i showed him the, the text and he's like oh it's it's the oldest and yeah. i'm like are you sure are you serious <laughs> and so of course, I reached out and I said, um, of course, I want a relationship with you. Because um, she said, I, I miss you terribly and I can't Aww. breathe without you and dad. Aww. And that like, <gasps> it broke yeah. my soul. Yeah. It, it, yeah. For her to say things like that, it it, um, it takes a lot. Like she's, it shows us that she's maturing in a different place because she's very sassy and very defensive and stuff like that. Um, so so that was February. So we have been spending time together and talking and I don't bring anything about the past back up and conversation at all. Cause to me, it's like, if she has something to say that she needs closure with, right. she will tell me. And, uh, and she's the one that's been bringing things up. Like, I'm sorry for this mom. I'm sorry for that. I didn't even see you. Cause I had to express to her when we did get together to talk, um, that, that it was like a blessing in this estrangement because I was drained like yeah. every day because I have my chronic illnesses I have to deal with and I work full time um, and uh, if it wasn't the oldest with her kids as a single mom every week it was the youngest of the new baby right. if it wasn't that her it was my daughter-in-law with her new baby and so it was just constant, constant go, go, go. And yeah. and when I shared that with her, she got a little bit defensive and she's like, well, what do you mean? And I'm like, baby, I was dying. Yeah. I was drained. I was drained. And it was like, nobody was taking care of me aside from dad. Like you guys just came and took and took and took and mommy, mommy cuddles or mommy, I'm, can you make me my favorite dish or this or that? And so, of course, as a mom, you know, you want to spoil your kids. Right. But when she heard that, she was like, she even like took a back, so, said, sat back and was like, oh, my gosh, mom, I am so sorry. Like, I just always have seen you as dad and mom. Like, they're, they're uh, what did she say? Um, like, you can conquer all. Right. And I'm like, no, like, we're still human. And she's like, but I never, it's just so stupid of me and my siblings to have never seen 
seen that, that you guys are human and you're changing and evolving. So wow. it's those type of conversations that have been happening since February. And um, I'm super grateful, super, super grateful yeah. because um, before, before she reached out, I was in a very dark place, Donald, very dark. Oh. And um, part of finding you was my emergency and urgency to find and seek help even though i was already um, in therapy and right. medication antidepressant anxiety because i was having severe panic attacks um and god like to me the people that are in my life are not coincidence like how i found you and your I podcast agree. and all the people that have shared i found a life coach a mom life coach that um and you know youtube listens to everything you're here you're saying because they show yes, like they you know, do. stuff that you're like wait <laughs> yeah so but but blessing in disguise that's how i found my sally i call her my sally um and awesome. i'll send you her her link because she's sure she an amazing story so oh and that would be awesome moms. i'm so glad yeah, yeah. and, um, and she, she's just amazing and so I was telling her about that I was going to be part of the podcast and um, and I was sharing uh, with her about about your podcast and how it came about. Uh, awesome. How I stumbled on your podcast. And um, it, it's, it, it, yeah, exactly. In, <laughs> in, yeah, in quotes, because there's no such thing as coincidences. But uh, slowly but surely, I just kind of started getting, getting out of that darkness and, um, I was suicidal for a while. And so my husband and my daughter that was living with us at the time, the only one child I was talking to us, lived with us. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, they were keeping an eye on, keeping an eye on me. And uh, yeah. they noticed one morning um, when I was still in my darkness is what I called it. Uh, I removed all the pictures from the walls, from the shelves, from everywhere, all the pictures. Mm. And... Uh, they didn't say anything, just sat down for dinner and were like, are you okay? I'm like, I'll be okay. I will be okay. And it went for a few months. And it's crazy because like literally a month before my daughter reached out to me is when um, I had this experience. And I'm not sure like the audience, how spiritual um, people are and stuff, but I... I thrive on spirituality because I feel like there's always something out there bigger than us, you know, putting all the pieces where they belong. And yeah. and I remember clearly my last panic attack that I was outside and um, we had land and I was out in the dark just screaming and crying hysterically. I wanted to die. That was the last suicidal episode that I had. And I did. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Literally felt this presence, like holding me and embracing me, and like my tears dried. Wow. And it was like Ooh. no more, no so more crying. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And uh, and after that, that was my last panic attack, Donald. And um, it's crazy. I was telling my sister the other day that because she's going through some issues um, with yeah. her kids. That even when I get emotional, if I hear a song that reminds me of my kids or grandkids or whatever, like, it's almost like I feel like I'm going to cry, but then I don't cry. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And then I automatically remember, like, hearing the voice of God, like, no more, no more tears. That's awesome. And then I'm like, thank you so much, Papa, because it's hard. It's painful. It's physically painful. painful. It really is. Yes, I feel like absolutely. it was for me. So yeah, yeah. That, that's sure. quite an quite an experience. And yeah, I mean, I wholeheartedly I've had some things happen, you know, in the last couple of years with us that that very similar, you know, uh, story. Just things happening, you know, that yeah are just uh-huh. out of the blue. So mm-hmm. I I completely relate. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, totally. And and I really believe that um that we're as human beings, like with you know, all the chaos that we're surrounded by ways that we live through every single day, day in and day out. You go to work, you go to a grocery store, gas station, there's just so much hate and so much um darkness. Yeah. But it's it's like I'm really working on like, oh my gosh, what is that person going through? what kind of darkness is that person going through? Because we don't know. Right. You don't know until you reach out. And so to, for me to do things like this and to help other moms that, you know, are going through things, yeah. it's, a, it's a blessing because I feel like, oh, okay, I can go through all that pain and sorrow for nothing. It was, I went through it so I could help you. <laughs> right. Kind of thing. I, I've had... Yeah. I've had so many, like I said earlier, um, so many people reach out besides the the audio podcast, but the YouTube channel um, as well. And so many, almost 95, 98% positive comments, just what you're saying. And, you know, there's been a few in there that, you know, um, that aren't, but um but so many people um benefiting from it and that's that's the whole reason i mean that's just it that's the whole reason i started doing it so i wanted to one make people know they were not alone that's so huge Mm -hmm. and then as i started doing it i'm like okay there's more people than me i'm 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 speaking my experience Mm -hmm. and what i think but i just know that there's more like even culturally you know people in your particular culture might view things differently Mm -hmm. and i'm sure in so many different ways that 
that they than what oh, yeah, mine absolutely. would. So just mm-hmm. being able to see somebody that's the same, I think, and going through the same things and they're not just crazy um, is a yeah. huge help. Absolutely. And you're right. Um, cultural. Oh, my gosh. Culture is a killer, I'll tell you. Yeah. Um, I love being Mexican. I love okay. being American. But my my Mexican family is like gung-ho and no mental health, no medication. They just want to kill you. And you don't talk about your feelings. You just brush them under the rug. And I'm like, I'm the verbal one. Yeah. And I'm always, well, not recently, but. I, I, I was always the one to get in trouble because I'm very expressive. Right. And, um, I don't believe in holding things in your heart. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, because, so my youngest daughter um, took it really to a dark place, Donald. She was like literally, and I didn't, I don't have social media um, for a very specific reason. Yeah. But she was, I kept hearing from other people, friends of friends, um, because she's, I mean, we were in a big congregation, a church. And so she has everybody's kids that are her age now as friends. And so people asking, like, what's going on? What the heck is going on? Like, you and her were inseparable. What the heck happened? Like, asking and asking. and And I'm like, I don't know. Just please pray for her. Just please pray for her. She's in a dark place. And. I'm going through my own darkness and I'm trying to do my own healing. Like now she's an adult and she's going through her own journey. And sometimes we have to walk alone to realize that we don't want to walk alone. And, um, and so she, she's, she posted and said a lot of very hurtful things, a lot. And a lot of things that were not even true. Um, right. For any, for anything, now that we're speaking with our oldest daughter, that we try to, more so my husband, he's the type of person that asks a lot of questions. I'm like, okay, whatever you want to share. Um, but she's, the times that I have asked, um, how's your sister? And she's like, oh my gosh, mom, I'm so over it. Like, get over it already. Like, just get over it. Like, right. it wasn't that bad. Like, you out of anybody, you had the best of both worlds because her older siblings were already married so they would take her and spend time with her and you know take her shopping and it was just the three of us so she got the best of both worlds but and in her eyes she in had your, a traumatic childhood you're more traumatic you know part of your life too so you know not so much with her so right yeah yeah um but and i say you know like because Again, people know the things that she's posted and said, and it's mostly aimed at me. And I get it, mom. You know, moms get it. Right. <laughs> um, I'm kind of that attitude of like, mom, moms are always the bad ones. Um, but the one thing that I do, um, God willing, when and if I see her, and I only have one thing that I have beef ag- against. Because <laughs> if I never cuss at you, how dare you cuss at me? And not even in my face. Yeah. So that's the only thing. And I learned that from my husband because when our daughter reached out, all my past emotions, uh, anger, resentment, hurt, it all came back. And he like, he saw it like right away. And he's like, okay, baby, I know there's a lot on your heart. I know there's a lot you want to say. You're going to have to pick one thing. And I'm like, what? But I have have a million things to say. Yeah. He's like, nope. 
you're going to have to pick one thing that if you don't express that, you are not going to be able to move on in your relationship with her. And I was like, oh my gosh. But it was the best advice he could have given because yeah. it's not about all the details. It really isn't. It's not. It's about what's in your heart. Because we're all going to hurt each other, you know? And that's my thing now that as as my kids are adults and maturing in their own life as parents and significant others, they're, they're just going to come a point where they're going to realize that they're not perfect themselves. Yes. And it's like, uh, how come I have to forgive you as a kid, but you can't forgive me? And once you do forgive me, I have to forgive you for not forgiving me. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. And, and the reason I said so confidently, not just here in the podcast, but just in general, when I share uh, about what's happened, I was there. I remember, like I said, I was a single mom. I was a teenager. I had to hustle. I had to do whatever right. I had to do to uh, legal stuff, you know, like, of course, right. <laughs> to keep right. my baby sane and fed and everything. Uh, so I didn't have time to feel. Yeah. I really didn't. I would not cry I, because I cried so much through so much of my childhood and my right. uh, first teen years as a mom, as, as um, a young mom. That I remember getting on my knees and saying, God, please just dry my, my eyes. I don't want to cry anymore. Yeah. And it went years that to me, it was just like, okay, whatever. But my grace towards my children overall has all, even when they were teenagers and going through their teen rebellion, I would tell my husband, like, honey, just remember how you were. Just remember how you were. Just right. remember where you were. Remember what you went. That helped me like to start along, you know, like not fall apart and stuff. And so I didn't fall apart until I fell apart. And then when I did, all of this, all this pain came to me um, that I couldn't heal, even though I was already in therapy years ago. This was like 20 years ago when I had the nervous breakdown. And I had to talk to my parents. I had to. And uh, again, culture. No, Mija, that's in the past. You need everything in the past. Don't yeah. talk about it. Look at you. You have a good job and you just bought your home and your husband. Blah, blah. I'm like, it's not about that. It's about my heart and my soul. I can't move on. I need answers. What yeah. happened? And so it was like, I had to be persistent. And I remember clearly an entire day and night with my mom crying, sobbing, talking, laughing. And then it got to the point to where she was sharing things that didn't even pertain to me. And I was like, mama, like, you don't have to share that. That's very private. And she's like, no, you're my best friend now. <laughs> and now I, I get to tell you the, like what's been on my heart and, and what's been on my mind and my life and things. And we've had yeah. such a good friendship since, wow. but it's not until we realize that we have junk, you know? So that right now is what's helping me to be graceful with my kids that they will come around. I have faith that they will. Yeah. When, I don't know. So the running joke is that we'll see the grandkids when they're 15. Because <laughs> they're going to start needing money for stuff. College <laughs> car. <laughs> there you go. No, I mean, I, I hear you. You know, I like that that phrase you just said about with, with your mom that we all have junk. So I, I it's so true. Mm -hmm. um, and the kids have junk. Yeah. You know, some of it was brought in by us, mm -hmm. our junk, some of it's their own junk, you know, um, 
it's mm-hmm. ho- hopefully like you said and i i have to even if even if it doesn't come true sometimes i have to believe it will <laughs> you know that they will turn around and yeah. you know yeah. come back mm-hmm. otherwise yeah yeah you know i just couldn't it destroys you yeah. yeah it destroys you and and there have been there were moments not so much now but um in the last seven months but there were moments where i'd rather fill my heart with hate yeah. to not feel pain to not cry to not miss them to not feel like i was a horrible mom like they're saying that i was a horrible mom how was i a horrible mom? i always loved them i always told them i always told them they were beautiful i was like i started just going down the list but i'm not perfect I know I messed up. I know I, you know, or sometimes too, I was talking to my husband about this too, that as parents, sometimes we don't realize that our our kids, our teenagers, they put themselves in very, very, very dangerous situations that have very, very, very traumatic um, consequences. Yeah. But they don't want to own it. No. It's like you weren't there. You didn't lock the doors. Or you didn't put not locks on the wheel on windows. Like uh, I was trying to give you your freedom, like to an extent, like with like a little leash, you know. But right, it's it's that point where we have to let them take responsibility for their own. We'll call them owies, <laughs> their own pain, their owies. You know, like yeah. you have to you have to feel, you have to until until you're whole. And it, yeah. but yeah, it, it's it's been a journey, for yeah. sure. Well, it sure yeah. sounds like it. it sounds like i mean and i'm sure partly due to your your oldest you know you having a relationship again that it's that's helped but i think even before that it sounded like you were you were at least on the road uh to take care of yourself so that's yes absolutely oh i I just forgot to mention that you know how i said that i took all the pictures Uh off and um and then nobody said anything (laughs) just are you okay so then uh, literally a month before my daughter reached out, I, in the morning, before anybody else got up, I put all the pictures back. I was clean and I was, you know, happy and I felt cleansed, yeah. and for lack of a better expression. And then we were having breakfast and then they were like, you're okay. They didn't say anything. They just were like, <laughs> you're okay. back. So it, it's, Yeah. And then you have to allow people to feel what they feel. I'm a true believer in that. Feel what you feel, because nobody's gonna understand what you're feeling but you. But um, no, no, you're absolutely right. If you don't, like you said, and you were, you know, talking to your mom, you know, uh, if you don't, then you're gonna sit with 30 or 40 years of all of that buildup, and eventually, it'll either mm-hmm. come out. Or you'll have other issues because it's not coming out. So, um, yep, you know, health exactly. issues or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah, addiction. I mean, it runs in my family, and to me, it's like, nope. I'd rather like the you know the whole uh, stigma of oh, you see a shrink, oh, you're on drugs. Like, yep, I'm the good ones, and I can right. function, and I can be the best me. So, there you go, <laughs> and the legal one. If um you mentioned it a little bit earlier but if they were ever listening to you is there one thing that you'd want to say um that you haven't already one thing you see you're challenging me like my husband one thing <laughs> that i want to say it could be more than one 
that I'm humble and I need grace. That I'm human. I'm sorry. That I'm human and I need grace. Yeah. That's what I've always told them since they were little. Mama's going to hurt you. Mama's going to make mistakes. Yeah. But you're perfect. You're supposed to be perfect. No. 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 Um, I, that's you know, what I would say. And that's okay. what I will continue to say. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've always, I've always told my, especially the youngest daughter, um, we always teased her about stuff being in the parents' handbook. You know, well, we have to do this. It's in the parents' handbook. Obviously, there's no parents' handbook. You know, <laughs> but um, you know, um, but we always teased her about it, and and so I keep telling people, you know, and pe- telling people in the audience that, you know, there is no rule book. There is no right and wrong way to do everything everybody's so different all the kids are so different all of us are so different all the everything surrounding us whether it's religion or culture or you know whatever is so different so it's just um like we said earlier if they could just give us a little leeway for being human (laughs) it would help Mm -hmm. exactly and I think like what uh, one of the biggest things that my daughter and I have concluded to and uh, in setting boundaries as well is that she is catching herself and realizing that she's already making mistakes, you know, with her kids. Like uh, she has yeah. a preteen who's feisty and sassy, just like her. And um, and she's like, how did you end that strangle? Well, good. <laughs> but, um, but it's just really cool to see how when you're you're in a more mature stage of life and state of mind uh, yeah. you see things different and so she's like uh, she'll sometimes call me like two three times a day and be like oh my gosh mom how did you deal with all that even marital stuff like oh my gosh mom yeah. did that ever piss you off like blah blah blah, blah. and i'm like mm-hmm. right. yeah what what uh, but because my husband also was brought up in a, in a very hostile environment as a kid we try to protect our kids from like drugs and alcohol and um you know the, the abuse the cussing i be- i believe in spankings because to me it's like sometimes you, a kid needs like a little spanking and it's like get your act together right it's um, kind of a but that's it you know like it was never yeah uh-huh yeah. it was never the slaps and, and uh yeah just different different type of discipline and so now she sees it as as how she was and um and i'm like well that's how you learn baby that's how you learn like you're gonna go through more painful stuff god willing you don't like to the extent you know possible but you are because your kids are gonna make mistakes and they're gonna make their own choices but that's what's gonna define them yeah for sure those choices that they make yeah it's really cool and uh now she understands the um I'm a human and I need grace. Well, that's yeah. good. And, so you know, <laughs> as much as they talked before when this all happened, perhaps some of those seeds will get in with the other ones. And, you know, not that she needs to be in the middle, but yeah, obviously, you know, obviously right. they talk. So, you know, uh, mm-hmm. so that's. And that's, that's exactly really cool. what I told her that I never wanted to put her in the middle because that's right. her relationship with her sister. And they've always had a really, really close relationship. Um, but 
I did tell her like, if I ask you every now and then, have you talked? Is she okay? Is she alive? Yeah. Is the baby alive? You know, Mom without check. saying any names. And she's like, mommy. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, mommy, you never have to apologize because if any one of my kids was not talking to me, I would be calling the whole world. <laughs> so I'm grateful for that. That's good. Yeah. That's I'm good. grateful for that. Well, yeah. is there any, um, advice you might give to um, other parents or any other uh, beyond that any other final thoughts that you would like to share with everyone yeah definitely don't forget that you are a human don't forget that your feelings are valid don't forget that your pain is valid don't forget that you have to make amends with you before you're ready to make amends with your children and that they're just borrowed they're not ours when they become adults anymore. And it's cutting the umbilical cord, especially as moms, because I'm, I was so attached. Like it, my counselor at the end said it was toxic. Like the umbilical cord was long enough to stretch, but then bring it back. So yeah. cut that umbilical cord when you see that, that things are going sideways, because if you don't set boundaries, right off the bat then they're not going to see you and respect you as a human being well i so appreciate norma you being willing to come on and share your story and being um, vulnerable i know it's not easy uh, but i again feel like it's just very very important for, to hear many many different voices yeah, yeah but thank, I, you, I thank you so much Tom. of course of course well, that's all I have today. Thank you for listening. I hope you were able to connect with some of the content. If you would like to be interviewed on the show or have some suggestions for topics that you might like to hear, please email me at beyondthepainpodcast at gmail.com. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. You can find it on most of the major podcasting places like Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, and Podbean. And again, please remember to live beyond the pain. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hanna Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hanna quality for your most precious gift. Hanna Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.